Welcome back again, guys, to another episode of Pillow Talk with Masikialo, episode three. Here we are gathered again for another very, very special episode. And I'm so glad to have a very, very amazing guest. So this lady is very smart. She's a writer. She's a journalist. Like she wears very many hats. But the one thing that I feel most drawn to her about is her very big personality and she's very genuine every interview i've seen of her every she's very outspoken i mean it's time i introduce her this is none other than shiro murioki she's here today for a very special episode that i know you will really enjoy as usual we go raw we go deep and we try to uncover everything that we can welcome welcome to my pillow talk Okay. <laughs> <laughs> miss, oh no, I shouldn't say Miss Shiro Miruki. Well, it's still Miss. It's still okay, yeah, For until now. it's converted. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, guys! First of all, there's a huge elephant in this room. What? A big diamond rock, <laughs> guys. You know we can't sit in the same room with a big diamond rock. First of all, just show me that finger. Oh my God! I, I'm blind. I'm Girl, blind. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. First question: mm-hmm. Is the sex good? I wouldn't be marrying him if it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Well, when a guy puts that ring on the finger, I mean, it's good enough for you to want to have it for the rest of your life. So. Let me yeah. tell you something. I think when a guy puts that ring on the finger, and the way we know guys, and the way mm-hmm. we hear about guys, yeah. I mean, he's basically saying for the rest of my life, you're my, you're my, ba- my, my person. You're my person. Did yes. you feel chosen? Um, you know, weirdly enough, like when you get to be my age, because I'm 41, it, it doesn't, it doesn't even. You don't feel, even look it. You I see, swear, we, we are black girls, okay? Mm-hmm. Black will not crack. Oh, guys, that's a confirmation <laughs> yeah. right there. It doesn't crack, but for me, um, I, I don't see it as being chosen. I just feel that. It's two people who have made a really adult decision together. And I really wish that girls would stop thinking like, oh my God, he chose me. Because <laughs> once, you get to, once you approach these things with that kind of mindset, mm-hmm. then it's like, because I was chosen, then I'll put up with a lot of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... But I, we, we are always that, told marriage is about putting up with a lot of... <laughs> uh, well, there's some things that, you know... You know, as a wife, you can put up with that. As a girlfriend, when me, I'll slap you. <laughs> yeah, true that. Like, you know, that is, that is not your husband, sis. You can actually go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, the, this idea of being chosen, I really rebel against it because even as far as he was like, I love this person and I want to spend the rest of my life with them. Even when I said yes, yeah. it was the same thing. I love this person and I want to do life with this person. So it's a mutual thing. It's not like I was just a princess in a tower, like Rapunzel, waiting for someone to no, come. No, but, yeah. okay, wait, how long had you guys seen each other before the question popped? A little bit, yeah. No, girl, mm-hmm. I know I know how many. <laughs> I can count it. Just say it. <laughs> Slightly under a year. Yeah, yeah, and I believe, actually, yeah. if you choose someone, it shouldn't take you four years, ten years to realize yeah. it. But again, relationships are different. Like, you can meet someone at 19 and you decide this is the one, but... You're not in the space financially, emotionally. Your frontal lobe is not even fully developed yet. Okay. So I understand that there are people who take four years, nine years. But listen, if you're at my big age and someone wants to, uh, 
Kafit. I, I mean, that, that's, that whole thing of we're in a relationship and we are in our 30s and someone wants to date you for 10 years. I, I know. Funny, am I preparing <laughs> for KCP? Did you ever like, tell him that? Did you ever tell no, him that? No, it like, never really came up. I think it was just a very organic relationship and that's what I love. Yeah, I'm getting a little shy talking about it. So. I, I love it. And, you know, just before we leave, because I feel like that that topic of not feeling chosen yeah. is so important because... You know what? You you it was a little under a year. Yes. And you couldn't propose. He had to be the one to propose, right? But then also, you know, women can propose, eh? We can't. You can. Oh, okay. Could you? I we, would have. Okay. At what point would you feel like, okay, if, Sasa, if, if, if I I'm gonna choose was, you? I, you know, he beat me to the punch, so I, I guess we'll <laughs> never know when I would have proposed. But yeah, I, I honestly feel that women can propose. And also, do you know, in a leap year? Yeah. You can get, you can ask your person to marry you on February the 29th and next year we have a February 29th. So if okay. someone has kept you, someone has kept you chilling, you might we have also, a leap year next yeah. year. Okay. <laughs> Do it on February the 29th. <laughs> is that like a, is that like a ritual you know about? I'm yeah, it's a weird tradition that I read about. So Where? See on, on somewhere. Internet. Actually, whoever, <laughs> you know, when I was trying to research about you, yeah. I know that you're a writer. Yes. I know that you are a media personality mm-hmm. who I think is so confident because the interviews I've seen you, you're very open. You're very ready to say what is on your mind. Right. And that's what I really, really admire about you. And of course, like, you must have read a lot of things. So guys, first, trust her about the leap year next year. Mm. Secondly, I'd really like to know... Where do you get that sense of confidence? Because it's really present in who you are. Um, you know, you'd be very surprised if I told you most of it, like for the past like several years, it was a lot of fake it till you make it. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, On the trend there, giving your opinions, like, you know what, like we need to, it's this chicken, yeah. Because you have a really good voice. Yeah. You have charisma. Oh, and and we Stop. <laughs> You're married. I mean, I can't just go a little further. But yeah. yeah, no, true. It's my honest opinion. Yeah. Where did that sense of confidence come from? Well, okay. Well, in, in the sense of trusting my own voice, that came from childhood. We were raised, I was raised by a really strong mother and a really wonderful and present dad. That's and great. With those, nothing like shut up. Children should be seen or not heard in our household. Really? That never happened. Do you speak Kikuyu fluently? Not fluently, but well. So, oh, but well. But, oh, you know, enough to... Enough, like, I, I, I would not embarrass myself in a gathering. Yeah. I, like, I would not... My Kikuyu is not good enough to work at Kameme as a presenter, but <laughs> I'm good enough to work at Kameme as a producer. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, I get yes. what you mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you can hear just enough. Yeah, I, no, it's, it's more than enough, but it's not, it's not broadcast quality, <laughs> Yeah. which I wish it was. But yeah, and again, it's the same thing, learning vernacular, being heard, and especially because we're three girls, I don't have any brothers. Oh my, you're three girls. We're three girls. Oh so my, I, think I relate. Just, yeah, because also you guys know Yeah, brothers, we're three girls. Right? No, we have a brother. My firstborn oh, is yeah. a... Wait, I have met your brother. Brian. Yeah, Brian. Yes. My guys, God, guys, my brother guys, is an OG in this industry. You guys look alike. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a way all Are of you like, saying I look like my bro, really? Yes. Guys... I don't look like a man. Trust me. No, I'm not saying you, like, you, you have a mustache, girl. Okay, like, but like you can tell, like if some if he appeared somewhere, people would look at him like, wait, you look like someone I know. Yeah, yeah. We have that thing. Do you, do you look like your siblings? 
Uh, the older we get, yes. When <laughs> yeah? I was younger, people would be like, you look like your sisters. And then I'm like, ew, what do you mean? Yuck. <laughs> because, <laughs> but then the older I get, like we had this, um, we had this event in Shags and she came with some of her friends yeah. and was staring at the both of us as we were talking. Like, So which one, the bigger sister or the younger sister? My younger sister, but I also really look like my older sister. Oh, that's well. really yeah. nice. It's weird. I, I you're so the, you're the middle one? I'm the middle chaotic child. Oh. Who's the chaotic one out of the three of you? That's us right there. You know, middle kids, I mean, you don't have all the love. Yeah. I mean, it's taken away from you pretty quickly. And yeah. it's given to someone else pretty quickly. And it's like, hi, I'm still here. Yeah, and you're always like, <laughs> there, like guys, you didn't feed me. <laughs> well, at least I was fed. Okay, but clearly. I'd be terrible. Terrible. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Yeah. No, but I'm still trying to figure out. So are your, all your siblings that confident and outspoken? And Yeah, in, in different ways. Yeah. Um, you know, our personalities are really different. You know, my older sister is not a chatterbox at all. Neither is my younger sister. In fact, my younger sister is very quiet. Mm-hmm. But she's very, she's a, she has that quiet confidence. Like, she knows what she's doing. She moves through life like that. Same thing with my older sister. My older sister is autistic and she's uh, an advocate for people living with disabilities. Oh, and really? she does that so well. And wow. she's occupied that space as well. So, yeah, we are three really strong and three really different women. So, it would be the parenting, you'd say? Yeah, I would say it's the parenting for sure. So, who was the parent that gave you that, like, yeah, you need to speak for yourself? I was mainly my dad. Mm-hmm. But then also, growing up with my mom, my mom is also, she's not very talkative, but she's very strong. Yeah. And there's not much my mother will put up with. Oh, wow. So, I guess it was, she taught us by example, not really by telling us, you must never, you must, but we just see we emulate what we saw. My dad, on the other hand, was very speak up for yourself, you know, gave us the love of knowledge, a love of reading. Wow. Because one of the things that my dad, God dressed his soul, was really, really used to irritate him was ignorance. Oh, really? He used to be like, you know, ignorance is a choice. Oh, the, my goodness. Oh, the information is there, but you've chosen <laughs> to be an idiot. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's how we grew up. So he was... Pro education, pro get yourself dirty, yes. learning anything, learn and immerse anything. yourself, immerse yourself and question everything. That was yeah. My dad. And yeah. I guess that's why, even right now, I'm confidently, I could confidently say you're a millennial mentor, millennial oh. mentor. Thank you. Right? Yeah. Because you have so much wisdom Thank and you. it's graced in, in a really beautiful package. Mercy, uh, I might marry you, <laughs> girl. Should I say the guy who you're getting married to now? Do not. No, 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 no. No, but you can invite me to the wedding. I, I can be really, I can bring really good gifts. I'm a good gifter. You see, sold. <laughs> ding, 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 sold to the girl in the matching dinner. Exactly. Yes. So, so what's been the best part of your career anyway? Um... I guess the learning part of it, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the past five years until, you know, I was retrenched, I was at the BBC. You and know, we share that. Yeah. Guys, we both lost our jobs. Even me, I got, I got fired. My last job, I got fired. And wasn't that, it sucks, but then, sucks. then somehow Balls. it opens, then it opens up doors and you're like, well, okay. Actually, now that we're going to talk about career, yeah. I want us to talk about like the day of getting fired. Just, do you remember, do you have recollection? I think for me, it wasn't really a day because the good thing about the organization I worked for, they gave us time. Okay. So they said this is this. But is the that was more of a re- retrenchment, yeah. It was a retrenchment like process. Okay. So even by the time my final day came, I kind of knew it was coming. They prepared you. They'd 
they even like give you like um in terms of planning your finances because we're gonna give you this retrenchment package. That's nice. Don't go crazy, okay? <laughs> like go. <laughs> but at least it's nice. Yeah. Some cash. Yeah, those those some money, and so they 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 treated us pretty decently. Yeah. But still, you know, the li- trauma living, is trauma. Like having no job. Yeah, leaving a job that you kind of almost defined yourself by. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it is kind of, it it is a loss. It is traumatic. So, but then now, what what happens is what what do you do with that space? Yeah. Moving forward. Yeah. Are did you, you did you did you or? did you take some time to be miserable? And yes, to... I did. It's really important. It's really important. Yeah. You know, I took a month. Yeah. Just watching movies and watching series and yeah, watching doing series. Absolutely nothing. And just feeling bad about myself. Yeah. And then one moment, that one time that it snapped out, my yeah. boyfriend was leaving the house and he was like, Hey, babe, what movies do I bring for you today? And I was like, Wait. Okay, we are done here. Okay. <laughs> Let's get up and boss up. <laughs> yeah. like, did he just say how which movies this day now for this week? Yeah. Like he goes downloads for me. Like I was just like, no, but no, no, no. But that's a no, good no. guy. I mean, good for him. He was good for me at that time. Yeah. Um, the day I lost my job, he had just dropped me. Mm-hmm. And then he hadn't gone so far when I received my letter. Yeah. And I was like, yo, babe, just come back. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm, you know, meetings. I'm like, no, no, no. You need to come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So he came back, we took my things, and I, I had to feel bad for a minute. And I think that's the, the best part about partners. Like, yeah. even if you're feeling bad, they'll be silent with you in the car. I love it. Right? I love that for you. because I love that for me. Because, you know, noticing someone who's can give you space to be you and space to grieve yeah. and time and also like even help you out. Like for someone to say, can which movies do I bring for you? That is his That's way of... That's someone who cares. Yeah, yeah. He shows you, he's showing you that he cares because someone else will be like, ah, that's how I see you end up. As in, day 47. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, so how was your grieving process? Same thing. I kind of was a vegetable for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave myself two, three weeks, and then I was like, "Okay, Shiro, <laughs> uh, this house that you're in needs to be Your paid for." Your bread ain't gonna be bad. Yeah, you know, my, my name is not Shiro Kenyatta. <laughs> I need to get up and and work. My my daddy is not on the money. Right? Okay, I need to get you know? up and. But it's sometimes yeah. even a sense of work. It's not even about the money. It's about yeah. the sense of purpose. Purpose, um, that sense of even being responsible for something. Right. Joining a team, yeah. learning from them. Exactly. Like, I, I love being part of a team. I love working. I love that sense of purpose. You know, there are times people go like, and you know, I, 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 I used to joke about it even when I was working. Yeah. You know, those days where it's cold and rainy and you have to go to work and you're like, guy, you go online and you're like, who has a rich uncle? <laughs> I just want to talk to you. <laughs> Just want to have a little conversation. Yeah, Can yeah. they accommodate somebody? Yeah, somebody. But then I realized I cannot, I really cannot be a kept babe. I can't because I have, I need to do something for myself. Yeah. I need to have my own money. Yeah. Like I need to have purpose every day. Like today, this is on my to-do list. Yeah. So yeah. How did that, how did you snap out of it? What was that thing that was like, or how, how did, cause it's not, it could be snapping out of it, but it also could be your next door opening. Yeah. Because sh- doors shut. And others open, windows, lifts. Lifts come up. Them, I yeah. love that. Like, <laughs> escalators. It could, it could be escalators. Like, yeah. This time it's another level. Mm. And it's, it's so crazy how, as much as how tough it is to close a chapter, mm. the next chapter is always a level up. Somehow. Yeah. First of all, I have to say I'm really enjoying this interview, Masi. You're really good at this. Oh, my Second, God. Second. <laughs> Did y'all capture that? <laughs> I'm really enjoying this. Second of all, I think the thing that makes you snap out of it is the realization mm-hmm. that 
imagine your lifestyle is not going to pay for yourself. <laughs> I imagine I like nice things. Yeah. I like true. having a, a driving my little car. I like yeah. my I love my apartment. Yeah, true. You know, like I'm not going to My apartment drives me nuts, but it's gorgeous. I I mean to work hard for it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's gorgeous. Yeah. I love it and I want to keep it like that. Exactly. And that's yeah. what you can... That's what pulls you out of bed in the morning. Like, hey, yes, you am care, please. Yeah. No one is going to come... No one is coming to save you. Yeah? Yes. And so that, that realization that ain't nobody coming to save you, girl. Once you get to that space in your head, yeah. that's what kind of drives you. Don't you feel like because, you know, calling yourself a millennial mentor, mm-hmm. and I would love you to tell me who is a millennial, mm. Um, I think some some experiences make you better place to talk to even these millennials or us millennials yes because i feel like when you experience something you have a way a really great perspective on it Mm -hmm. then for you to talk to us about it it's really great like i mean i trust you because of the experiences you've gone through you have a great writing career all my friends are like she's a great writer oh you know she's you know she's a journalist she's confident um and then now to lose your job and to now get going again yeah. and to be in another place of life anyway. So who's a millennial? Who's a millennial? So according to all the literature out there, millennials were born between, it varies. People say starting from 1980, other people say 81, mm-hmm. isn't that so? 81 or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Uh up to I think 96 if I'm not wrong is it 96 you guys it's 96 yes so that's what and I was born like I'm an elder millennial because I was born in 1982 oh nice right before the coup in fact (laughs) my mom my mom likes to tell me when the coup happened because when at that time we were living in Kimathi estate in Bahati and what is right near there the Isli air base so they're just hearing no way (laughs) and she was telling me she ran out of milk because of panic so there is an infant me at the boob suckling nothing that's (laughs) <laughs> so she started knowing how to get away around life oh, yeah, early. Yes. <laughs> so uh-huh. then uh, one the re- the reason I decided, you know, I think us millennials especially need need, need mentorship is we, when we were born, there was a great deal of like progress in terms of the workplace and women being, um, you know, more uh, prominent in the workplace, right? Um, did you know in Kenya? I think up until the mid nineteen seventies, a woman could not have her own bank account. Eh? No. No, you couldn't. What? Like, go and ask your mom. <gasps> go and ask your mom, mommy. Anyway, so at the, around the time, like now, us millennials were being born, more, there, were, there were more women in the workplace. So I think we're like, and it's, uh, you know, the later part of Gen X and then now millennials were like the, the first generation that had two parent households. So we were those kids who essentially grew up in the time of technology essentially we had to raise ourselves that sense of african community for it takes a village yeah especially if you grew up in the urban areas that yeah. that did not exist anymore that's true so there was a the, lot of individualism exactly it was starting to creep up exactly and you know there are people my age who just do not speak their mother tongue i'm like how how is your name maura but you can say very confidently yeah i, I understand but i don't speak because again there's no one there to talk to you Uvo-waku. <laughs> you're, they're there winging over waku <laughs> oh horror waku dire na oru i can't say you na dire thoni and on our way dire na thoni on a hanini so now like yeah when you know because essentially we are latchkey kids you know when they call them latchkey kids is kids who like 
had the house keys. That's go, true. Go let yourself in after school because there's watch no one Watch Cartoon there. Networks, watch Oprah. May I grew up watching Oprah. Exactly. Like same. the whole time taking care of yourself. Yeah, taking care of yourself. And then, you know, the things that when it comes to relationships, dealing with money. Yeah. Like, we're really, we were really ill-equipped to to deal with the world as it is. And who was going to teach us? Who? Because our parents were busy working so that we can go to school, yeah. so that we can eat, yes. so that, like, you, you can go to the university and, and of your at choice. at that time, yeah. education became such a huge thing to give your kids. Yeah, it's the biggest gift. And I completely, to this day, I completely agree. It's a really big gift. But, you know, there's some things that we lost. Yeah, along, well, yeah, well, along well, the way. Well, concentrating so much on our... Yeah. Parents have been, yeah, and like for me, one of the things that you know that I miss was that you know the auntie connection. We, we grew up in a house full of girls, but yeah. and my mom, God bless her, she's such a hard worker. Yeah, and because of her, like and my dad, we haven't, we've never lacked. Yes, I heard anything. you in an interview say, guys, this is really special. She does not pay black tax. I don't. What is as it? in congrats? You know, an African household, you know that is unheard of. I don't pay I don't pay black tax because of how we were empowered individually and as a unit. Yeah. So there's no one who's waiting for my salary at the end of the month. I really I don't pay black tax, yeah. and you know I understand that that's uh, I'm speaking from a point of real privilege. Yeah. But when I decided now to call myself and to rebrand as a millennial mentor, that's not yeah. saying that I'm an expert at life. Of course, yes. It's like let's. Let's learn Let's this. Let's figure it Let's out together. Let's figure this stuff out together. Let's, yeah. how, how are you going to deal with your money? Like, yeah. Especially now when, hey, concert do it to fuel. <laughs> Everyone is 211 shillings. And that petty guy asked me, do you want V-Power? Yeah, like, bro, broski. May my account be what you think it is. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, because... And you know, we just never learn how to to deal with finances we're never taught it's not yeah. a priority yes it's not a, priority. It's an, a priority in adulting but then i don't know how we expected to arrive in adulthood without <laughs> any of this previous knowledge and then boom all of a sudden you're an expert at managing your money paying your tax on time dealing with romantic relationships like bro we're dealing with workplace politics right handling your mental health having friends yeah having mentors starting a business on the side like come on come on having it's too hobbies much. When are you really going to be yourself, yeah. for real? And then also this social media, like, there's a lot of pressure for people to look like they've already made it. So it's yeah. really rare for people to say, listen, I don't know any of these things and I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of the space that I'm trying to nurture and grow. And I like it yeah. for you. I think, I think you have a great voice to yeah. speak in that place. Yeah. And for sure, I wouldn't ever say like I'm an expert at growing up. Like yeah. I don't even think anyone can say that. Bro, I'm 41. And still... <laughs> I'm like, you're 40. I'm 31. <gasps> like, I'm 10 years young. Yeah, and I'm like, years. I hope you figure things out because I'm about to latch on to you. I, I hate to break it to you, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Like, and I mean, but, you know, having those conversations and having someone who's just like, no, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I think that is just enough mentorship. Yeah. To... You know, I, I did an interview, like, actually just this morning. Yeah. Uh, this, there's this lady called Shalini uh, Bala Lucas. She does a wellness podcast with Capital FM. Yeah. And so she asked me, what would you have told your 20-year-old self? What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Yeah. And the advice I would give is just generally, you will be fine. Oh, my goodness. You just enjoy. Go through this life. I know the things that are going to come at you 
crazy and sideways, yeah. but you are going to be okay. To to this point, yeah. tell me one thing that you feel like challenged you and you felt like all through, I'm not going to be fine, 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 I know I'm not fine, I know I'm not fine, I know I'm going to be fine. Yeah. But then you keep saying that, but you, you're Things. genuinely, you're always going to be fine. I tell think me what's that one place. The, the most challenging thing so far that I've faced is my father's death. Uh, in 2020. That was, oof. Like, even to this, like, I'm still at that point of, will I be fine? There's some days now, I don't think I could have foreseen this when it happened because it's, it was such a really, really quick, really shocking way that he passed away because he died of COVID. Oh, wow. Okay. So okay, it was I'm very, very shocking very and sorry. very, really fast. Like, he was admitted into hospital on Friday and by the next Friday he was gone. Oh, wow. So, and then even that time in the hospital, we're not allowed to go see him because oh, yeah, it was very early was in the pandemic. Early, yeah. So, I think for me that is the one because... Was it in March? Was it it was it was July. Yeah, so it was very early. Yeah, it was pretty early in the in the pandemic. And so then, you know, in in the month after, I was like, what the hell? Just shocking. Like every day you wake up and there's something new that breaks your heart about. But then even now when I look back. Because people who had lost their parents previously, you know, you seek people like those out. You know, people call it a dead parent, like a dead parents club. Because it really is. No one would understand it unless you've lost a parent. Okay, well. It's a disgusting club that no one wants to belong to. But if life goes the way life's supposed to go, we're the ones who are supposed to bury our parents, not vice versa. That's true. And so the only people that can understand what it feels like is someone who's also gone gone through the same thing. And, you know, people would talk to me and tell me, you know, Shiro, I lost my mom or my dad and it's been 10 years or 15 years and yeah some days it hurts as if it just happened but it does get not easier but you become stronger you know it's like going to the gym mm-hmm. and you go to the gym you're given weights and you can't lift them and keep going to the gym and then yeah at some point you have to work that muscle yeah you have to work that muscle and that's essentially what the grief journey is yeah so i think for me because everything else there i'm i'm such an optimist yeah like I, I, I approach an obstacle like this is not going to kill me. Yeah. I, it may take a while for me to go through this, but you will not kill me. You. Yes. I will not die. I'm gonna be stronger. Yeah. 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 But so, this one was ah uh, this different. one this one laid me out. Yeah. Uh, that this one damn near took me out. Like even there are times now like. You know, because I still talk to my dad. Yeah. And I tell him, where, dad? Uli to chapa sweep. Like all of right? us. Shocked us. <laughs> he shocked us. Yeah. But then, you know, so imagine is, is the grace you... of God. Because eh? I, um, I am a Christian. Okay. God's grace is, it's it's new every morning. Yeah. So, so if someone right now is watching this and is going through grief, that's what I'll say. Do you feel like um the, the heaviest part of the grief is um the sudden... Leaving, um, or uh, the not having him around anymore because uh, I feel like mm. maybe we're not prepared so much about death, mm-hmm. but it is a part of life. Yeah, it's an it's an inevitability. It's In an inevitability. Yeah. So the the deepest part of the grief was it was it that I can't talk to you about this anymore, or was it that you just left like all of a sudden? What? I think the early part of the, the journey was just the shockingness of it, like how sudden it was. Yeah. But then now for me, the, the deepest part of grief is he's not here anymore. Anymore. Like even when I got engaged, should have been the first person I called. Oh, he's really? not there anymore. And then now just the idea of getting married without him is yeah. just, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. But. No, but you yeah. know, you know, in a funny way, 
Um, I, I don't know about the pain and I wouldn't. Yeah. It's difficult to it's, have this conversation. Yeah. But then somehow I, because death is a part of life, mm-hmm. uh, and in my spiritual journey, mm-hmm. I've come to realize that, um, you know, just the same way we can have a telepathic com- communication mm-hmm. with vibes. Yeah. Yeah. That somehow people still always are around. They are. There the are times when things will happen or something just works out that you're not expecting <laughs> to work out. Yeah. And I think about it because me, me, what I strongly believe is that if there's a heaven, that yes. is where my father is because you're such a good man. Yeah. And so there are times like, you know, I'll, I'll have prayed for something and then it looks like it's not going to work out and it works out. And I'm like, hey, dad, you're working overtime there. <laughs> We've been talking to God on my behalf. Thanks. And we need, Thanks, dad. You, know, you know, this world <laughs> is as physical as it is spiritual. Exactly. And uh, somewhere I had, I think it was, um, she's called uh, Angelo, Angelo. Anyway, mm-hmm. my Angelo. My Angelo, yes. I think she was trying to tell Oprah or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was a conversation between them, and uh, he was telling her. She was telling her, "Stand as if you have ten thousand people behind you, because your ancestors are standing behind you. Every move, work. I love it. Right? Yeah. Every move you make, stand yeah. as though you have ten thousand behind you, because, because you we do. do. Yeah. Yeah. And we do need a spiritual army." Yeah. And that's where our loved ones come in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, even when you talk about it sometimes in my family, like, even my mom says sometimes, like, maybe God knew that he would serve us better. Yeah, on of the course. Other, on the other side. Forget the maybe. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You do need a spiritual army, according to what I think and mm-hmm. my observations. And every time you have a big win, don't think it's you who's celebrating alone. Yeah. Everyone in your clan is like, Yay! All my ancestors. <laughs> Because even before my dad passed away, the, yeah. my grandmama, my grandmother, the one I was named after, yes, uh, also passed away. And we were very close. Yeah, and so when I think, you know, there are times when um, I'm sure you'll see like um, on online or on Twitter or on Instagram, someone will be going through them. Most people are dragging them, and then the haters start facing some random karma. Yeah, and then you see people going like, "Hey, the ancestors don't play about her." <laughs> No, yeah. she is protected. Protected. And it's true. I yeah. think we do have spiritual protection. Yeah. And I think people who go before us are always caring for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, now that you have that strong bond, mm-hmm. are you looking forward to having kids? Are you looking forward to having your own family? I think it's one of those things I'll say, let's wait and see how things unfold. Ah, please. Yeah. Yeah, how that's, can that's I all 40, I'm to say. one-year-old... Not have, not have even like a... I'm not saying I don't have. I'm just saying I'm not going to say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe you know, sometimes people believe like saying is also like inviting other people to, you know. I, I, and, you know, weirdly enough, that's exactly what I believe. I think when it comes to like what family will look like moving forward, mm-hmm. I think that's just like, it's just down to, between me and my person. Yeah. 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 Like whatever that family looks like. We look like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, she's trying to hide one or two things here and there, <laughs> but it's okay. Masi, I know you're dying to say. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I believe what's meant for you Yes. Is never going to miss you. Exactly. And when you look back at your life sometimes, you're like, oh my God, if that didn't happen, that wouldn't have happened. Where? And it's almost like life was planned. Like, um, like um, I don't know, did you follow Chebe Trono? Uh, 
the comedian. The, of course, I've seen some of her. Yeah, I love that girl. <laughs> She's really funny. I, I root for her. <laughs> yeah. But then, Rona, if you're watching this. <laughs> I am your biggest fan. Actually, she she was shared a skit the other day. She was talking about chicks who are like, my husband, my husband, please. Don't I am come going to my husband. Oh my god, please! Oh my In god, fact, my husband. <laughs> I, you're like my husband, my husband. I, you guys, we my husband did. <laughs> yeah. Until uh, anyway, but basically, the, the thing that uh, the reason I brought her up, uh, she dropped this video where she was talking about. Um, no, she he posted this guy. Mm-hmm. You no, know, this handsome man. Yeah. Handsome. Woo! And then she's like, if you date someone like that, hey, good luck on the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, you're going good to luck. war. Oh, you're going to war. Let me tell you, God is about to make you his strongest soldier. Just character you're development. Prepared for Premium the way. Tears. Yes. And so, like, um, because once in a while, like, I'll have these conversations on my Insta stories about character development. And, you know, I treat it as a joke. But still, a lot of women, especially if you get to a certain age, like, by the time you hit 30, you've been character developed a bit. It's true. Now, let Very me tell true. you this. And, unless you, 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 you gain some sense in your early 30s, you'll be character developed again in your mid-30s. Right? Please. And it hurts more. Where? And more. Because gets... now you, you, you have that self-awareness. You're like, can you me, me? Me at my big age. <laughs> Miliamini. Mini. Where? I know, right? And so then, even when you're talking about how what's for you will always find you. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've, I've always believed because me, I'm a lover, I'm not a fighter. Yeah. And I always knew that me, I was just, I was meant to love yes. and be loved. Yeah. And so I knew it was coming, even when I was in the battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Facing God's strongest faith. battles. Isn't it hard Wait. to keep faith? Yeah, it's hard. Right. Oh my God, it's so hard. There are times you're like, eh. Nobody. My friend the other day was like, Mimi, Mfupangu ilienda. Mtuangu alikufa na maji. She has lost all hope. Uh, the person who is who, who I'm supposed to be is rib, that one died. Because what the hell? But imagine what's, what's for you will always find that's you. That's true. And like, How has that been true to your life? It's, that's how it's always worked out. Like the, the things where like if I'm, it's looking like I'm really forcing, I'm really forcing. That's when I'm like, okay, maybe that wasn't for me. That's true. Let me regroup. Because how else do you want the universe to talk to you? Yeah, you're not, it's not going to talk to you if you've blocked your ears and you're doing la 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 la. la. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's a feedback mechanism. Exactly. I also find that with the people I work with. Yeah. Sometimes when you meet a group and that is not working, this is not working, this yeah. is not working, and you decide, look, let me remove myself and let me find a more yummy, yeah. comfy, just yeah. right situation, then all of a sudden you grease your way through. Kabisa, and you know when something is for you, but they, they say it's just going to work out. You don't even believe. You'll right? be like, I'm here. It is me. Yeah. If it's a, a business deal, you don't have to be sitting in someone's office for days begging. on end begging. Yeah, no. that's If true. it's a relationship, you don't have to send this person paragraphs. No, 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 no. They know what they, they, they know, know what, what needs they to need to be done. done. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They love you how you want to be loved. Exactly. Yeah, when it's for you, it's for you. And I speak as someone who has sent paragraphs in my way. <laughs> you send them? I sent a whole novel once. Do you think you can send them again? Can never be me. Even with your, you know, very I don't, beautiful... I don't, I don't need to send paragraphs. Yeah. I think that's the growing yeah. up. You realize, yeah. wait, you don't have to communicate with a book. Yeah. And then also, if you're with someone who's willing to hear you, there's no need for those paragraphs. For sure. So if you're sitting there saying, <laughs> it was not fair, and then that person is responding, yes. Okay. Then now, like if you open your WhatsApp, <laughs> it's just you. Noted. With like <laughs> yes. You're Noted. Green. Okay. Okay. Coming. Ah, we'll do. We'll do. <laughs> Sour. See ya. Yeah.
<laughs> yeah, I, I, okay, I think it's a struggle with um, something people call closure. Yes. And it's very hard sometimes. To, you want someone to tell you it's is, over. Or, or you want to find them on top of the bed doing something. You even, know what? Even, even that person who finds a tea on top of the bed, yeah. that's not closure for them. No. They, they'll still look for that person to They'd tell be like, you why, tell me did, why you did you do it. How do you fight with closure? How do you, how do you, how, because I think it's also a muscle you have to grow when you're younger. Yo. I'm really enjoying this conversation. Well done. <laughs> wow, guys, I was studying all night, man. Oh, you know you're lying. <laughs> but how do you, how, how have you exercised that closure muscle? I think you first of all you have to realize that you know you can also give yourself closure. True. Closure doesn't have to be come from that other person. That's actually the key thing. It doesn't really. And you know how you find yourself being sucked back into a relationship where no business. It's because you're looking you for closure. You're looking for this closure. <laughs> Before you know it, boom, you're in the bed. Before you know it, ha. You're getting married <laughs> to the worst guy in the world. In the whole world. Because you are looking for closure. And by the way, that closure can just be you just telling yourself. <laughs> This person did not treat me right. Yes. Uh, or if, if you're a dude, you're like, this girl all she was doing was using me for A, B, C, D. Yes. You're a, a girl, like, all this man did was cheat on me and lie to me. Yeah. You, you can't keep going to this person and asking, why did you do that? Even us when we were children. Yeah. When our mothers used to ask us, why? So I tongue tied. Like, yeah, how do like, you answer see, a question what, like that? I stole, I stole, mom. I, it is stolen. I ate the sugar, it, okay? It it's why did done. you eat the sugar? Because I like it. Ah, you'd have been slapped. They're still trying street. to find closure. Yeah, even your parents. Even you, when you ask that question, why did you do that? You never knew. You never had never an answer. Know. Yeah. So you need to really understand that there are some places that you will never get that explanation or that accountability from that person. Yeah. And, and it doesn't. It's not release. also with lovers only. It's also with Friends. your kids, your partners, everybody. A really. job. A job. You like, don't really have to understand why someone lets you go, yeah. why they don't want to be your friends anymore, why they have decided a certain decision. I struggled with it. Like, yeah. let me tell you the one heartbreak that I really struggled with because mm -hmm. I, I just wondered. I thought we were great. You know, that I was like, yeah. I thought we were... I thought we were the most amazing. And then he pulls the drug out from under you and you're like, whoa, 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 I'm whoa, I'm seeing Insta stories. I'm like, wait, I, did I see another like wig or top? Was that like a... <laughs> Not the I'm wig. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm trying to flip my phone to see if yeah. I saw it right. These men will make you a CIA agent. Right? And, and that's how you know. And, and, <laughs> and that's how you know. For me, that was my closure. Wait, yeah. if this guy doesn't have the guts or even doesn't have the... You know, just the respect yeah. to, to... That's already, like, a red flag. I exactly. don't want to deal with that negative energy. I remember... Because I've had very many beautiful lovers. Not mm -hmm. many. Okay. Beautiful lovers. But there can also be many. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with well, that. Well, I mean, okay. I, mean nothing I have wrong 30 years in this world. I okay. Mean, you're, you know? not, you're not 12. Right. Okay. So <laughs> after 12, I've had many, many lovers. But um, they've treated me so well. So mm. I know what falling in love is like. Yeah. I know what going out on dates is like. I know being excited is like. I know all that. Yeah. So when someone treats me badly, I can know what that is like and feels like. Yeah. And I feel like slowly I have gained that. That's the power of, that T.D. Jakes calls it the power of goodbye. Oh, yes. Where you can really let something go. You're like, oh, okay, go with God. Ciao. That doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. No. But you do have the power to say goodbye. He also yes. also calls some there's also something that's called the power of no, which my fiance has in spades. <laughs> me who grew up at people please are all right, so I right? think he, he says no. Actually, let me now that you brought that up, do you think which one do you think is stronger? Yes or no? 
Both. Because both are complete sentences. But I want you to... Which one is more impactful? I think life? the one that's more important to have is the power of no. Right? Yeah. It's because, especially if you grew up uh, and you had a chaotic, traumatic childhood where you felt like you needed to work for love or you felt like you were not good enough. So you, you could grow up being a people pleaser. Yeah. Right? And one of the things, one of the symptoms of being a people pleaser is that you find it really difficult to say no to Yeah, things. right. So you'll accept plans that you're like, you oh don't God, want, I'm so tired. Oh accept, my God. Yeah, drinks that you don't want to drink. Yeah, you will. Smoking that you don't want to smoke. Exactly. Or like, even at work, you'll just allow people to load you right. with jobo, and then you're the last person to leave the office. Right. In a relationship, you're accepting things or putting you'll, up with things that you have no business. Yeah, like, people then, will ask you for sexual favors that you're really not comfortable with and you can you don't know how to say no or yeah. or someone is talking to you in a certain type of way and you're like ah, ah you, you, yeah. you, you don't have it in you to say hold up you do not talk to me this way yeah in fact i don't know if you've read this book by uh, prince harry spare have you read it i haven't read it but yeah. i really would love to read it so basically he talks about how there was this one time when he had a fight with Megan. Mm-hmm. I love that woman, by the way. Me, Megan Markle. Guys, I think Meghan we are coming Markle. out of the closet. We love Megan. Megan, I love you. Go boo. So basically, um, <laughs> I don't know. He, he, they're having a fight, and there's a way she, he talked to her. Yeah. And she stopped him in his tracks. Like, let me tell you something, sir. You do not talk to me like that today or ever again. Wow. And then now he explained how like a few months later there was a whole fight between her and Kate and William. And William was in her face like with Oh with, with his finger. With his finger. And she told him, First of all, you're gonna take that finger out of my face. Yeah. She didn't care that she's speaking to the future king of England. She's yeah. like, Take your finger out of my face, okay? Yes. So so in short, he uh, Harry was trying to say, Yo, this chick doesn't let anyone she, she doesn't let nobody either me. Like I am Prince Harry. Prince. Yes, not he's not just Harry Harold. No, no, no. He's a Prince Harry. He's not Harry boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not Harry Styles. He's not Harry Styles. He's Prince Harry. Yeah. Okay, and that this girl stopped him in his tracks. Like no, 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 no. Yeah. You do not talk to me that way. So for me, I feel like especially for women, no is really impactful. Yeah. Say no to being loaded with jobs that you can't or won't do. Say no to finding yourself in situations that. And this is not us. Uh, shaming anybody no of course not because we understand that that's why it's called a power yeah because it's something that you have to work on yeah so i feel like no is really a lot more impactful i think it is i i think the power of no makes people respect you exactly right it's a really strong way of drawing out those boundaries boundaries are so important yes especially for a woman so important and and somehow it it is somehow a way for you to to be there for yourself Mm -hmm. in the easiest way exactly yeah as much as you know yes makes you be loved but no makes you you, you're standing for yourself. It makes you be respected. And honestly, I'd rather much rather be universally respected than universally loved. <laughs> That's word. Guys, I, okay, before we wrap it up, mm-hmm. there's something that I've always wanted to know from someone who has experienced the, um, 
media industry in Kenya. Oh, mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you, I mean, you're well-educated. I mean, yeah. I love you. Thank you. I want to know what, I mean, first, do you watch Kenyan movies? Do you watch Kenyan I do, and especially uh, I watch your show on Showmax. Whoa, whoa. Watch Kelo Culture. I have been watching Salem a lot. I've been watching Second Family a lot. Yeah. Um, I watch both the Disconnect movies. Like, I'm really, really trying to um, immerse myself in Kenyan content. Do you think we are getting there in terms of having quality content that people want to watch? Not the mass market, but yeah. just generally good quality content. Yeah. I, I feel like we are. I mm-hmm. feel like there's a really good industry that's growing up around the creative space. Yeah. Um, you know, like you guys are in reality TV. It's very well produced. You know, Eugene Bogwa shout out. You know, exactly. He's a, he's a, he's a great creator. Director. He's yeah. a great creator. In short. Yeah, basically. And same thing, like, um, like even though you talked about not just a mass market, I think even us moving away from the idea that when I create something, it has to be it, uh, does, it uh, has to be universally loved by the mass market. Yes. Because when you look at larger and more established film markets and television markets, they understand that there's a market for sci-fi. There's a market for shows like Game That's of Thrones. True. There's a market for comedy. Yeah. And I feel like we are actually growing in that in that space, space. like finding uh, what our genre is. Exactly. Creating these genres, creating these niches. And yeah. Then, placing people in those niches and actually shout out to Showmax because I think right now they're the largest employers of people in the That's film true. space. Yeah, shout to out. be honest, it's yeah, true, shout right? Shout out to Showmax. Like, the they're fact, doing great, a great job. Yeah, actually, yeah. you put on Showmax, there are like 10 shows from Africa. Or, like, you could just... Okay, there are not... I'm sure there are more. A lot more. A lot more. You yeah. could flip through and uh, and it's not usually... It's not like the old content we used to have. Yeah. So sometimes I find it hard to believe, yeah. especially the action. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, we still have a bit of way to go, mm-hmm. especially because the people who have the money still treat the arts like a hobby. That's something you do when you're not at your main job. Right. And so once they start thinking about this as a, a true industry that has the potential to have revenues in the billions upon billions of dollars, yeah. then the money to have these b- b- people that can put together a great action scene. Yeah. People who are great at, you know, crafting CGI that looks believable. Right. You Even know. good storytelling. Great, I mean, because the great story- storytellers are here already. So I think we are going in the right direction. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. think we already have the great storytellers? Uh, the storytellers exist for sure. Mm-hmm. I know a few of them. I mean, of course, you're one of them. Yeah. You're a writer. Yeah, so you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah writer, I mean, yes. we are many here. Yeah, we're quite, we're, we are many. And the, the great uh, screenwriters, the great actors, they're great producers, they're great directors, like the people in this space. And I know you know this because Yeah, my bro is a director. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because actually my the, sister I actually is... met your brother because he directed me in an ad. I don't think that ad ever saw the light of day. Ah, okay. But he directed yeah, me. He, yeah, he he's done XYZ. You yeah. remember the political yes, satire? The satire, yeah. It was it was really nice. And I've grown up around the media industry mm-hmm. and seeing it. I know we have a lot. Uh, we have some. We are going somewhere. Yes. I mean, I, I feel the momentum. So I, I mean, then meeting you and and seeing how smart you are. In fact, we have met in a meeting. You know, the, the kinds of meetings we both like, where we're making money. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, lastly, lastly, yeah. what would you like to be remembered for? How would you like to be remembered? Um. Whoa, that is a deep question, and I think for me the answer changes. Every now and as, then, as, as time goes on, the That's older nice. I get, 
Yeah, that's before. nice. I feel like I don't have to have one answer all my life. No, of course not. Because you change. Yeah. And, you know, like your interests change, the things that you want to leave behind. I think for me, I want people, I, I, I just want to be remembered as someone who's kind. I oh think kindness God. is so important. Very. In which, whichever space I end up inhabiting. If I end up being the president of this country, let yes. me be a kind president. If Ooh-hoo. I end up being a TV. You'd be a great president. Would I though? You would. You'd be strict but good. Missy Hey, did you see they were being lied to about oil prices? Like we don't have supermarkets. <laughs> no, but life is changing. Yeah, but I think now people, a lot of people. People, people are ask, starting to ask the questions like, hold on, stop lying. <laughs> you know, and I think for me, and that's what even when, when I was looking for like a partner and when I prayed like for a partner because I did pray about it. That's good to know. And um, guys, yeah. our press request as Jafika because So our prayer request yeah. is still on the way. There's a queue. There's a queue. Uh-huh. Yeah. So basically one of the one of the things that I prayed for was just to be someone kind. And I think if you're kind in whatever sphere that you occupy, then that is what leaves the most impact. Because people well, people don't remember what you said and what you wore as much as what how, how you made them feel. Oh, my God. Yeah. Profound. And I'm sure you've been in spaces where you've had a terrible boss and you, you, you don't even remember specifics about what this person said to you, but you remember how you felt that I day. remembered. Small. Yeah. You've and I've small. had a great boss. A great boss. And you, you don't remember specifically how you were praised or how you were affirmed. But you remember how... I remember my boss told me, made me feel like a big fish. Yeah, exactly. When someone is looking at you and like, well done. And it can be the smallest thing. Yes. Because even me, I've had a boss who would just... would like I've, I've sent him something to watch. And then he looked through it. And then he looks up over his computer and tells me, good job. That's amazing. Good job. And I walk out like I'm floating on air. Yes. And for me, that's... I want to have left a legacy of... I did not make people feel like... Crap. I wanted to say that other four letter word I don't know allowed to curse here because I curse a lot. Yeah, Sorry. it's okay, it's allowed. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to ever be in a situation where I made someone feel like shit. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, you are such, you were just the best Thank you. guest ever today. Like Aww. this, I will forever remember this <laughs> and you're welcome Thank every you. time. Oh, I love this and you are so good at this. I can't I wait you. to see how, oh my how gosh. this unfolds. Right? I love it. Can I plug my own podcast? Yeah. Yes. yes. Please check us out at the Undiscovered Pod. I work with the Charles Oda. Um, we are putting together a podcast that's about arts and culture and just basically the undiscovered parts of the African continent. Uh, wow. So, yeah. Guys, I would follow because she's just making me have, um, you know, she's raising my thought value. Oh. You're, you're making me think better. So, I would. <laughs> Definitely listen to you as I'm showering, brushing my teeth. Oh yeah, but of the it's house. all of those podcasts for like just put, pop it on in the car, or if you're walking or going to take your public transport, just pop in your earphones and have a listen. Yeah, and please also listen to Pillow Talk. By Yay! <laughs> yeah. Thank you again. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome anytime. Yes, for sure. Now I know where you live. Right? Not getting rid of me. <laughs> I'm never getting rid of her. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. See you in the next segment. And there goes Miss Shiro Murioki. Oh my goodness. Her last words were kindness. If you can leave anything in this world, 
live kindness. And if you want a good partner, look for kindness. I think that was a really beautiful message, especially after unpacking all that wisdom of her life, being 41, getting engaged now as a, as a woman, I mean, in her career, excelling. She lost her job. She got back up and she's doing amazing. She has a podcast right now. I mean, you should tune in. I think I was really, really encouraged. And after all that, I feel refreshed. And guys, isn't this what we, we said Pillow Talk was going to be about? That when we meet here, every conversation, we're going to go deep and we're going to go genuine and we're going to try and unpack the wisdom of our lives. And just by the end of this, we should feel refreshed. I hope you felt refreshed. I hope you felt part of our conversation and you learned something and that you're looking forward to another episode with us. So let me love you and leave you and kiss you, and wait to see you next time. This was Pilotak with Masikialo. Signing out.